This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Go with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6 and been talking about the Holy Spirit. And the, the Holy Spirit, once again, he's a person. He's not an it. The Father and Son, they both referred to the Holy Spirit as he oftentimes. Now, we really got to get a hold of some of this tonight. So we begin in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles, the stages of Christ. Now, interesting statement there. He said, let us leave or go beyond the elementary principles. Move beyond them but not away from them. The what? The elementary principles of Christ. Now, know what he said there. He didn't say the junior high principles, and he didn't say the senior high principles. He said the elementary principles. Why do we need to get a hold of them? Keep reading. Let us go on to perfection, so we can go on to maturity. So you know what he's telling me right here? The only way I'm going to become mature as a believer is I got to get these elementary principles. I got to get them on the the inside of me and I got to begin to learn them. In other words, the best way I can say this to every one of us in here is Jesus doesn't want us to stay baby Christians. He wants us to grow up. So he says, going on to the principle of Christ, Let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and the faith toward God. Now, what you're going to see here when he talks about these elementary principles, there's six of them. The first one he talks about is right there, the repentance from dead works. The second one, faith toward God. The third one, doctrine of baptisms. The fourth, laying of on hands. The fifth, resurrection of the dead. And the sixth one, eternal judgment. Now, what did he say these were? These were elementary principles. Now, in in me saying that right there, I'm just going to tell you right now, the Lord's already put on my heart. We've got to learn these. All of us. i got to get these. Why is it so important I get these? Well, keep reading. Verse 3. And this we will do if God permits. What will we do if God permits? We will move on to perfection or maturity. Now, be very careful there because it says we will do this if God permits. And a lot of times people will say, well, if it's going to be done, it's only going to be done by God. In other words, I take myself out of the equation uh, uh, completely. But that's not what he was saying. Now, when you read this right here, we are to go on to maturity. Grow in the things of God. So the question I ask... Will there be believers that will not go on to maturity? Yep, there's going to be a lot of believers that won't go on. Why? Well, i got to look back into verse 1 again. Not laying again the foundation. Don't keep having to go back and lay the foundation. So if I make the foundation right the first time, I don't have to go back again. So think about it in these terms. That if you were to build a house or a, a commercial building, the first thing you start with is that foundation. Once you get the foundation laid, 
then you're going to have an inspector come in and that inspector is going to either red tag you, red flag you, or green flag you. The red flag means you didn't pass. The green flag means you're good to go. And, and when you see the red flag, it's telling you you got to fix the foundation or you're going to have a lot of problems. So what this is talking about right here is there will be people that God's going to red flag. What to? Pertaining to the elementary principles that I never got these. And within the kingdom of God, guys, it's not like school. You know, if you've gone through first grade and you flunk about three or four times, finally they just pass you through. They say, man, you've got to get him out of here. That didn't happen in the kingdom of God. So God right here is telling me and you, i got to get these foundations. Now look in verse 2. Of the doctrine of baptisms. Now note the word baptisms right there. It is plural. The doctrine of baptisms. This verse right here, or this part where he says doctrines of baptisms, is cross-referenced to one of the main texts we've used for the last month in Acts 19, verses 3 through 5. And it's where the apostle Paul came upon these believers, and he asked these believers, he said, boys, have you received the Holy Spirit? And they said, we haven't even heard of the Holy Spirit. We didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. And he said, so then what were you baptized into? And they said, we were baptized into John's doctrine. And, and... That is water baptism. So what we've got to look at tonight, biblically, is the different types of baptisms. So go with me to the first one, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians 12. Now this is going to be good. This is one of these. I have had this stirring up in me. I've been like a little kid all day. I tell you, sometimes you just get the, the things of God, the revelation, they come alive on the inside of you, and you begin to see things very clearly. That's the goal tonight, that the Word of God is very clear to you and that it's delivered in a, a simple way. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, begin verse 12. For as the body, the human body, is one, but it has many members. But all the members... Of that one body, the human body, being member, are one body. Now, he's using an analogy here. This is the Apostle Paul. And he said that every one of us, we have this human body. And every part of your human body has a specific function. So a lot of times, you know, we, we look at things like our pinky. And you may think that pinky doesn't do a lot of good. Well, I encourage you for the next week to get some tape and tape him down, just like that. Maybe get some Gorilla Glue and just really, and see how much you need him. Now, I hate to use this as an example. Bob, raise your hand. Bob Worth. A couple years ago, Bob, in an accident, he, he blew some fingers off. And many of us have seen, I, I encourage you after it's over, go look at his fingers. And, and this was a guy who dearly loved to shoot a gun and to play golf. But you know, for over a year probably, he couldn't do any of that because some of his fingers were messed up. So right here, the, the Lord has given me and you analogies 
to help us. If you don't think this ear is very good, put a big old wad of cotton in there for a few days. If you don't think this eye is any good, then, then wear a patch and you'll find out. Now, look what he ends with in verse 12. He says, so also is the body of Christ. It's very important. That if you're part of the body of Christ, which every one of us are, you have a specific function. And you are very needed. And, and oftentimes there's two problems within people within the church when it comes to my specific function. One side is this. There's ones that become very prideful and arrogant and they think what I do is a lot more important than what you do. I'm really special. I'll tell you right now tonight, I'm no more special than the nursery worker, okay? I'm no more special than, than Crash. Jackie, raise your hand back there in the sound booth. He's very important. And that's the view every one of us must take. And there's some of you that you don't view your, your function as that important. We need you. The body of Christ, this church doesn't function properly when you're not here. When you're called to serve in the nurseries, we need you. You're important. And this is what Jesus was talking about. The second area that causes great problem within the body of Christ is there's many believers who say, I don't have anything to give. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. you got to quit looking at yourself. See, with Jesus, it's not about ability. It's about availability. You start making yourself available and God will use you. You say, well, what's that have to do with the Holy Spirit? We're getting there, okay? Just relax. Verse 13. For by one Spirit, most translations say, for by the Holy Spirit, we are all baptized into one body. Now, there's your first baptism we're going to look at tonight right there. For by the Holy Spirit, we were all baptized in one body. So what he's telling me here is that when we get born again, you and me, it doesn't matter who you are. When you give your heart to Jesus, the Holy Spirit baptizes me into the body of Christ. Now, you can read that. That's what it says, okay? Doesn't matter who you are. Now, keep reading. You'll see what we're talking about. Doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Greek, slave or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. So when I look at this, the very first baptism, we've got to get a hold of this. Doesn't matter who you are, when you get born again, the Holy Spirit baptizes you in the family of God. Now the problem with this right here, a lot of people will say, well, if the Holy Spirit baptizes me into the family of God, then that's all I ever need of the Holy Spirit. But think about what he just said. The Holy Spirit didn't say, I baptize you with the Holy Spirit. He said, I baptize you into the family of God. A little different, huh? So there's your first baptism. Go with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 28. Matthew, chapter 28. Now, as I say that right there, remember this. This was an elementary principle that we really, really need to understand these things so we don't keep having to go back and repeat them. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Jesus speaking, and he said, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. 
Now, when Jesus says this, disciples are to acknowledge openly their allegiance to Jesus by water baptism. Now, if you're going to get water baptized next week, that's one of the things I believe we need to do. We need to allow people to say, I received Jesus as Lord of my life, and I'm going to get water baptized. It is an open allegiance so that everybody sees that. Now, look how the baptism in water is to be ministered. And in the name of the Father, and in the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's how we're to be water baptized. And just a little thought. If you were water baptized before, and you weren't water baptized in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, then think about how legit it was. Can you be water baptized? Yeah, you can get water baptized again. Now, here's the interesting thought about this. How many people get water baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? And of the people that get baptized, water baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, how many of them believe that God is still alive? How many of them believe that the Lord Jesus is still alive? But there's many that get water baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but they don't believe the Holy Spirit's alive. They don't even believe that He even exists, maybe through their church, maybe through their doctrine or denomination. But it's interesting here, we'll get water baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but we don't even believe in Him. Now that is a slap into the Holy Spirit's face. It is very similar that when we partake of the communion elements, the bread and the broke, or the bread and the cup, the juice, that we partake of both of them, and we believe that Jesus' blood washed me from sin, but I don't believe that his body was broken for me, that I can walk in healing. So you're talking about a great contradiction. Actually, when you take the communion elements and you don't receive the blood and the broken body, what Jesus did for you, you're taking in an unworthy manner. Uh-oh. Man, Pastor, you're preaching good. Now, see, i got to get a hold of these things. Remember, these are elementary principles. So the first baptism we talked about is when you get born again, the Holy Spirit comes and baptizes you in the family. The second one here is water baptism. So do we all see that? We're all clear on that. Yes, Pastor, yes. Okay, go to Matthew 3. Matthew chapter 3. Now, as you're turning to Matthew 3, I'm just going to tell you my belief, okay? This, this isn't necessarily B-I-B-L-E, okay? This is my belief. I personally believe that the only thing that you have to do to go to heaven is to be born again. You only have to receive Jesus as Lord of your life. Now, some of you are, wait a minute, Pastor. Listen, listen to me here. In John 3, 3, Jesus said to a man named Nicodemus, he said, Nicodemus, you must be born again. And Nicodemus said to him, but Lord, can I go back into my mother's womb and be born again? And he said, no, 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 dude. 
you allow me to come into your heart. Now, here's the one that, that really makes my stand on my belief. In, in Luke 23, 43, the Lord Jesus is on the cross and he's been crucified. And remember on his side, there was two men that were crucified with him that were thieves. And the one thief said to Jesus these exact words. He said, Lord, Lord. Right there on the cross, he confessed Jesus as Lord. And he said this, he said, Lord, when you come into your kingdom, remember me. And Jesus' response was, listen, buddy boy, your only hope is to get your little rear off the cross and get water baptized and then get back up here. That's not what he said. When Jesus, when he said to him, Lord, 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 remember me when you go into your kingdom, Jesus' response was him was, today you'll be with me in paradise. Okay? Just the thought for you, okay, so it doesn't mess you up. You know what, I'm not, I'm not trying to convince you one way or another. Just a thought for you, all right? Matthew 3, keep moving on. Verse 11. Now what's going on here is John had been baptizing people in the Jordan River and the religious folk didn't like it. So we pick up in verse 11 and John said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. So water baptism has to do with repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He, who's the he here? Jesus is the he. Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Now, this is the third baptism we see, and it's very interesting. The first one, the Holy Spirit said, I'll baptize you into the body of Christ. But this one, the Lord Jesus said, I'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Jesus said this. And you find it again in, in Mark 1.8 and Luke 3.16. The elementary principle. And he said, he'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And fire does one of two things. It either purifies or it destroys. Jesus wants to purify us. And how did he say he'll do that? With the Holy Spirit. Or you know what he'll do? He'll destroy all the junk within you that's no good. Man, fill me with the Holy Spirit, Lord. Give me a double dose of that. And guys, I said this a few weeks ago. When, when I got born again, I was so unchurched, I didn't know the things of God. But I heard a teaching for about five days on the Holy Spirit. And I remember very clearly the day I received the Holy Spirit. And when I received the Holy Spirit, things started changing in my life. I, I, I'm going to be truthful to you right here. I, I quit cussing the way I did. I, I quit getting high. You guys say you got high? I say, I got high, guys. I'm not going to hide that from you. I quit doing a lot of things that I did. And I really believe when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, he said to Father God, we're going to throw him in the oven. We need to cook him some more, all right? But I thank God for that. So we've seen the three baptisms now. Now, I want you to go to John 1, and we're going to fill in the blanks here just a little bit so you, you leave here tonight understanding some things biblically. 
John chapter 1. I, I can't get away from what we read there in Hebrews 6. The elementary principles concerning the doctrine of baptisms. There's three of them. We've read about all three of them. John 1, verse 29. Then the next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him. And John said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Thank God he did. This is he whom I said, After me comes a man who was preferred before me, for he was before me. I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore, I came baptizing with water. Now, this was John. And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. And I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. So the Father told John, he said, listen. Whom you see the Spirit of God descending on him, this will be the one that not only will be marked as my son, this is the one who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is what God said that Jesus would do. Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Now think about this in every one of our lives. Do we need to imitate Jesus? Yeah. Does Jesus need to be our example? Yeah. And so the only difference between Jesus and you and me is this. Jesus didn't need to be born again. He was the Savior. He was perfect. He had never sinned. So that's the difference. He didn't need a Savior. He was the Savior. But first of all, me and you have to get born again. We have to receive Him as Lord of our life. The second thing is, however, did Jesus get water baptized when He was on this earth? Yeah, He did. It says it right there. And so that becomes our example that I believe it's very important that we get water baptized. But the next question is, did Jesus himself get baptized with the Holy Spirit? He did. It says here that the Spirit of God descended upon him. Now, Scripture for that is, is Acts 10.38. It says how God anointed Jesus with Nazareth, from Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went about doing good and healing all that was possessed of the devil. When Jesus walked this earth, his ministry that he did on this earth as the Son of Man, not as the Son of God, had to have the Holy Spirit. He had to have him. So what about me and you? Now, it's very interesting back in verse number 32. Actually, verse 33, it said, Who you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him. In the Old Testament, the Spirit of God would descend on men, but he wouldn't remain on them. And now, Jesus is here on earth, and the Holy Spirit comes upon him and descends upon him, and he remains there. Now, Jesus' last words on this earth weren't go into the all the world and preach the gospel. His last words were found in Acts 1, verses 4 and 5, when he said, don't, don't leave Jerusalem until you receive the promise of the Father. So his last word was, wait, don't go. So in a nutshell, you know what he's telling me? Don't go until you receive the Holy Spirit. Don't do it. But in those days, they had to wait 10 days for the Holy Spirit to come. Guess what? Me and you don't have to wait anymore. He's here and he's remained here. 
He ain't gone nowhere. So think about that. Was Jesus the example of the disciples? Absolutely. They lived with him for three years. And so when Jesus said to these guys, he said, listen, boys, you got to get filled with the Holy Spirit. They knew. They knew that they had to have that if Jesus said it. I got one more place you got to go tonight. Way, way back into the New Testament to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. If you've gone to Revelation, you've gone too far. 1 John 5. A little book of Jude and then right there backwards, 3 John, 2 John, 1 John 5. Read this with me starting in verse 6. This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Now, almost every translation that I read on this, the water signified he was water baptism or baptized. The blood signifies what he did on the cross, the finished work for me and you. So he's talking about Jesus here, and then he goes on to say, Jesus Christ was not only by water, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who bears witness or confirms because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear witness in heaven. Now pay close attention right here what what the Scriptures tell us. Who are the three that bear witness in heaven? The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. We understand, Father, God is Yahweh, the great Jehovah, the God who was and is is to come. When he talks about the Word, you know what he's talking about there? He's talking about Jesus. Biblical, or biblically, John chapter 1, verse 14 says, the Word became flesh. So the three that bear witness in heaven, the three that have clout in heaven, are the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Verse 8. And these three that bear witness on earth. Now this is really, really good here. The spirit, the water, and the blood. These three agree as one. And you know what? This is really interesting. Because the three that bear witness on earth. All three of those are the three baptisms. Look at it. The Spirit. I get baptized with the Holy Spirit. The water. I'll get water baptized. And the blood, which represents salvation. That's what happens when we get born again. The remission of our sins through the blood. And so remember, when we get born again, who baptized us into the family? The Holy Spirit. So right here, The three that bear witness here on the earth are the same three that baptize us. Now here's a thought for you. Are you operating in one baptism? Two baptisms? Are you operating in three baptisms? See, when I look at this and I think back to what he said in Hebrews 6 verse 2, the, the, the baptisms, the doctrines of baptisms, these were elementary principles. And as if the Lord was telling me, he said, listen, you got to get a hold of these in your life. 
If not, it's going to mess up your foundation. And what I see right here, that I can limit myself. If I'm not full of all three of these. Because there's a specific function for every one of them. Every one of them. That when the Holy Spirit baptizes me into the body, I've been accepted. As the family of God. When I get water baptized, you know what that means? I'm making public allegiance and saying before the world, I receive Jesus as Lord of my life. I acknowledge that he's washed me. I acknowledge that when I come up, I'm a new person. That the things that I got born again in Jesus in my heart, water baptized, seal that. And that's what we want to do next Wednesday for many of you. But what about the third one? When I get baptized by the Holy Spirit and Jesus himself said, I'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit. You know what that is? For me and you to be a witness, that's, that's Acts 1.8. But also for me to walk out this new life. I'm not going to be able to walk out this thing called salvation to the degree that God wants me to without the Holy Spirit. It's not going to happen. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.